Yo, man, promise for us, it's Tuesday in March. Tuesday in March. So here we go. Three, two, one uh, is the date. So <laughs> I'm I'm getting better. Yesterday, I was having trouble figuring out what date it's. I thought yesterday was Tuesday. But uh, when you're my age, you know, it's okay. It's I never right know. Get a little confused the dates. As long as you're doing work every day. Uh, if it wasn't for the podcast, I wouldn't know what day it was. I'd have to be like, oh, okay, I know that I'm meeting with a special guest today. And I know that that special guest I have right here and right now. And I know that special guest is Autumn Shields. How you doing? Good. Thank you. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing all right. It's uh, it's not a bad day today. So no. getting, getting things going. And um, yeah, uh, thanks. Thanks for being here. And so let's see. So. I mean, you're you're in Belize right now. As uh, I don't know if I want to give that all away, but um, so I mean, if let's say tomorrow or let, let's go with Thursday, we'll go with with the day sort of in, in the middle of the week. Let's say Thursday morning, you open your eyes in the morning. What happens? It is usually still dark out, but. Today was light. I haven't slept all week. And last night I got the best night's sleep and woke up and I was like, this is amazing. And it was light out, which is rare. So usually it's still dark. And I am a strong believer in morning routines. They are not for everybody. So if you're not doing one, don't feel guilty, but for do what's sure. right for you. But for me, it's a very important to kind of just get grounded and set intent, set my intention for the day. So I do my meditation and prayer time and make my little tea. That's like a clean detox tea with some healthy energy stuff in it that I love. And then, um, I just morning time is my favorite time. So that's my prime time to get work done and jam out. So, I mean, what, if you're up before the sun's up, what time is that? Usually, usually at five at five. Uh, and so, I mean, so how nice is it when you get to, it's, you know, see people start going to let's say somewhere like the the post office or somewhere that you know or watch people start going into the office and you've already been you've been up and going and um you're feeling good you got people that are on a different thing they're just sort of half asleep um kind of dreading yes. everything whereas you are you're already going you already got yourself in a good good headspace you have out what you want to do. So, I mean, what's, what's it like when you, I mean, so are, are you encountering people? I mean, it's probably different. I don't know. I don't know. I assume it's different people, different kinds of people than with it being, I mean, is it, is it pretty nice there all the time? I mean, as far as weather wise, yeah, very nice. And I'm on a little Island off the mainland. So it's very small. There's actually not very few cars. Everyone has golf carts or walks. So oh. it's very, very small. There's not the typical, <clears throat> there is the typical like rush hour as far as people going to work and leaving, but nothing like the U S um, or the mainland because it's just a little Island. But <clears throat> I used to be one of those people that commuted to work and, you know, work that nine to five, which really ends up being like seven to seven. Right. And right. you know, running around and watching people commute on airplanes and buses and sitting in traffic. And it is nice to be able to get up and have control of your morning. And I think when you have control of your morning, that's nice because you get up for yourself versus having to get up for something else. So I always say, if you're not like experiencing joy in whatever you're doing, rather it's like, it has to be worth the money or it has to be joyful because what's, what's the use, you know, there's so many right. opportunities out there. So. So what got you kind of to pull away from that nine to five? What, what was, what got you to say, well, I'm done. So my um, background is actually law enforcement and I was a victim advocate for law enforcement, helping crime victims in Colorado. And I thought I would do that forever. I loved that job. And like I said, it wasn't even, and that was a job I didn't ever like have a hard time getting up for either. It was kind of 24 hours a day, but I loved it. And I would have done that for another 30 years, but I think what you buy into in your twenties, you don't realize there's like this real thing called life and bills and, <laughs> you know, children come along. And so it was that, I always felt that pull towards family and then pull towards work. And I, um, I always had a lot of money on Wednesday and Thursday. I didn't. And Friday I was sweating it and I kept thinking things are going to get better. 
And so I just realized I was really loving my career, but I wasn't living my life. And I kept thinking something has to change. I was like, next week, it'll be better. Next month, it'll be better. And finally, I realized if I don't, if I don't change something, nothing's going to change. So at that exact same time, it was kind of like the perfect storm is that I started using some products in my house from a company that was very natural um, based. And I thought, I don't know what this is. I you know, I barely use any products and I started using them. And of course we talk about what we like. So I was telling other people and then um, I didn't realize it was like a social marketing health and wellness company. And so I started making a little side money with this company. And I thought, well, heck, that's awesome. You know, for referring products on this was 20 years ago, believe it or not. And now it's pretty common. I mean, everyone knows what affiliate marketing is. So if I'm representing, you know, if I'm posting on Instagram and I'm posting a link to something I believe in, but I've been doing it for 20 years with this company. And so it, it started making money and I started realizing that I could make just as big as an impact, if not larger, like the ripple effect with people in their lives, not only with the product, but the opportunity for them to build businesses. And so I started being able to help other people and coach other people in business and leadership. And that's what I really became passionate about. And then I was building both and had, you know, was raising children at home. And I thought something's got to give. So I decided to keep building my own business. And then I actually just started volunteering when I could at the police department. So that's kind of what pulled me away. And I come from a family of entrepreneurs. So I was kind of the person that was in the box versus everyone else. But I've always seen all my family entrepreneur doesn't mean like, oh, let's go sit by the pool whenever we want entrepreneurship. What, what I saw in my life is that people work harder than, you know, ever, but there's that payoff. And so that's what I bought into and payoff paid off. So then when you're getting people to, you're coaching people and getting people to do their own, are, what, what does that mean? Are they, are they starting their own, looking for their own uh, products? Are they going for your product or your so product that both. you do in affiliate marketing? Yeah. So like 15 years, I really focused on helping people build within um, the business. The company's called Arbon, and um, it's, it's global. It's in seven different countries, but some people come into the company because they just want a little bit of side money. And some people come in and like, look, I want to trade in my professional income, but I want to be able to control my hours and it's totally doable. So I have people from all walks of life come and say, you know what? I want to partner with this company. And there's a system. It's just like a franchise, but what's nice is you just get to work it when you want. And then, um, and it's completely affordable to get in. I think what's frustrating for people like me, I had all, I have all these business ideas and get excited about business, but then it comes to like, oh, I need this much money to start a business, or I need all this time or resources or people to help me start this business. And then people sometimes stop. And so this is a business that I was able to build alongside my job and my family. And then I could work it when I wanted but it, it's still the work. It's not like a magic thing. People just sit on the couch and eat bonbons. You know, people always think, oh my God, like, you know, you log on to YouTube and the first thing that always pops up is like, click here. You don't have to work and you get $10,000 in your account. I'm like, no, you don't. Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> quite work that work. way. Um, yeah. It's called work and work and entrepreneurship, I really believe comes down to serving people, finding people's needs and meeting their needs and actually serving people and connecting with people. So that's what I did for years. And then when I wrote my book eight years ago, I actually started having people come to me and say, you know, can you coach me? I'm in this kind of business or I want to start a business and, or just life coaching in general. And so that's when I just started expanding outside of the company, just helping people and, you know, whatever they're going through or whatever their needs are. So then, um, so before you wrote your book, which I'll get to in a second, where, I mean, where were you finding these people? Were these, uh, I mean, was this social media days? Were you, you know, posting on, on, you know, I don't know, no, like 20 years ago, 20 Facebook years ago. So barely, you know, well, I, Facebook wasn't even a thing. Facebook. No. Yeah. And we used to call these businesses home-based businesses because I know I sound like a grandma right now. I mean, I'm looking good for a grandma. That's what I always tell people. I'm like, but I sound like a grandma is that is that our phones were actually, believe it or not, attached to walls and our computers were definitely <laughs> attached to walls. And so we had to go home to get onto the phone or, you know, it was rude to call somebody on their cell phone if you didn't try their house first, which is so funny to think about that now. And so that was a home-based business. The business concept was awesome because I could still work from home, but, you know, and have flexibility, but you're still pretty tied to a cord on the wall. And it's really this thing, right? That like a set. Yep. 
so many of us free that we were able to take our passions and take what we wanted to do and actually travel. I mean, before we couldn't even leave where we were now I'm in Belize and you know, my company has been operated out of Belize, but I can be here. And so it's, um, it set a lot of us free as far, you know, and then COVID comes along and shows people like, look, you can work from a lot of different places in life. And so I've had the opportunity to that for the last 20 years. So it was definitely more of a face-to-face business than referrals by other people. And then of course, social media has definitely, you know, allowed us to reach more people, but just, so oh, I love being face-to-face. I love being on here with you. We're actually see a face and not just talking in a black hole, but I love face-to-face. I just love actually connecting with people and wherever that may be. So then when you went after your first three people, who were the first three people you went after to, um, to join? to do marketing with you or to, uh, to get into the business with yes. you. So what's funny is they always say your warm circle is not such, you know, not so warm. And it's usually because you get a lot of naysayers like, what are you doing? And why would you do something like this? And people get very afraid of you, like stepping outside of the box as far as, you know, they want people to have security or like, oh my gosh, you're going to give up your benefits and things like that. Or people just don't know what they know. I mean, I had a completely different concept and I guess it's just because I was uneducated about the industry, but I just had assumptions and that's what most people have as assumptions. So sometimes whatever you say you're doing, it's just like, if you say, oh, I'm run a podcast and people don't, I've never listened to a podcast, you know, they don't necessarily know what you do all day long or what the backside of it is. So, um, I actually was talking to some girls that I had gone to church with when I was a little girl and I hadn't seen them in a long time and ran into them and was doing some other things with them and just mentioned it. And they're like, well, you should do this. And the other sister's like, well, you should do this. And it was kind of like the blind leading the blind at that point. So we just, we started realizing we can have fun together and partner together and um, just that's what it's about, right? It's supposed to have fun. So that's what we started right. doing. Okay. And then, so then, then your book, then what's, uh, tell me about your book then that you, I mean, where, where that idea come from that you're like, okay, I'm going to write a book. And so this book uh, came out about eight years ago called living your life alive. And I was actually from Colorado and I moved to Maui, Hawaii with my 14 year old son at the age of 40. And I didn't know anybody. So we literally sold everything or gave everything away went over there and just said, this is going to be our new life. So right when I got there, I felt very, like I call them nudges. People call them tugs or whatever it may be. Sometimes people call it instinct. I think it's more of like a thing and outside of us that I feel like it's more like divine or download this just said, you're going to write this book. That's how I ended up moving to Maui. I just felt like you're going to move to Maui. And I think those things are sometimes easy to ignore. Like that's silly, or there's no way, or I have no resources, or that's crazy. But then the nudge keeps nudging you. Maybe it's through signs or you run into somebody at a coffee shop and all of a sudden you're like, oh, I just moved to Hawaii. And I'm like, what? You know, it's like, it's all those fun interactions or signs. And so when I first got over there, I just felt like, boom, I'm supposed to write a book. And I was like, that's ridiculous. I can't even hold still long enough to write, you know, a poem, let alone a book. And so it just kept nudging me. And I sat down in a park one day and just started writing and then I was like secretly writing because like, who am I writing for and who am I to write a book? And I had of a publishing coach who I tried to rent a car from a year earlier. And he contacted me and said, I don't know why I'm even contacting you, but are you writing a book for some reason? I feel like I'm supposed to just contact you. And I was like, yes. And he's like, I actually have a free seminar today. If you want to come and learn more about how to write a book. So I did. And then about six months later, the book was out. Oh, so, I mean, how far along were you in the book at that point? Like outline, barely writing, you know, it was more of like just starting to write and learn how to write. And I think a lot of times people that write, you think there's supposed to be like an ideal process and people go to YouTube and, you know, there people pay a lot for like writing workshops and, and how to get organized. And I think all that stuff's important, but I think it's so easy to get overwhelmed with any project, right? Rather it's a career or a project it's like starting a podcast. Like I can YouTube on how to start a podcast and I'm immediately overwhelmed. Like what platform and what am I supposed to be doing? And the first thing is just take one step, like one step at a time, you'll figure it out on the way, right? You just fail forward. And that's exactly what I did is I just started failing forward and learning my resources. And my publishing coach helped a lot because it's kind of like fast forwarding. I think anytime you hire a coach, it's kind of like hitting that fast forward button. Like I was like, I'm supposed to get a library Congress number and 
I don't know. I don't want to research all that. And I don't have time for that. So it's just kind of nice when I can go to somebody and say, tell me everything, you know, right. Like obviously right. you've been podcasting for a while. Like, tell me what you're doing. That's right. And wrong. You know, tell me where you failed and what you're doing. Right. So that's what I did. And, um, I'm, I'm all about asking for help. So are, are you looking to start a podcast or is that just a I actually hypothetical? Have a podcast. I'm in my fourth season of oh. podcast. And, um, I only do like, you're crazy. The amount of shows you can produce. I usually do one to two a week. Um, but That's I'm in my cool. fourth season and it's called the living a life show and you can find it anywhere. So, uh, then what's, what's, what's your, what, with your podcast, what are you trying to convey? What, what are you trying to put out to your, your listeners? Um, and what's, what do you want them to, to learn from listening to your show? just as my book is about living your life alive is whatever holds people back from that feeling of living your life fully alive. It's obviously different from everybody, but to me, I am very passionate about helping people live their life alive. So rather it's just tools I'm giving, um, to help people get, live their life alive or guests that I believe they're living their life fully alive and also helping other people live their life fully alive. So I've guests from all walks of life, that for some reason, like I just had on last week, a New York Supreme Court justice and from where she grew up in um, Puerto Rico, all the way growing up, you know, coming to America, not speaking English, making it through college. Like I barely made it through college. Like, how did you get through college, yep. not knowing English to, you know, mastering law and passing the bar and all the way to the Supreme Court justice. So not only is she, does she feel like she's living her life fully alive, but now she has such a passion for helping other people follow their dreams and live their life alive. So I love capturing those stories and sharing them. Cool. And so then what, what platform are you using to record or how you, how do you record? Are you, uh, I'm on zoom and then I just go to Libsyn. I'm, you can find it anywhere. Are you paying money for Libsyn? Uh, yes. Okay. So you don't have to, if I were you, uh, I don't know how worth it is for you, but uh, this isn't sponsored. I mean, it sort of is. It's a sort of a sponsored statement, but um, Anchor. Take which it is away. Go right ahead, Rusty. Which is <laughs> Anchor, which is now Spotify, um, is, I mean, it's free. You have unlimited storage for everything. Um, and you, you can go and get uh, cuts for your you know, however many listens you get, you get, you know, the certain bound of like go play an ad. And so then you get the the ad revenue for that as well as this having I'm always pretty. about learning. Yeah. See? It's yeah. I was on Spreaker and I mean, I was paying and doing zoom as well. Cause I use zoom for my hypnosis business. And, um, I mean, yeah, and Spreaker, it cost a, a bunch of money. And then with, so this show, uh, I used to do, I used to do it all on YouTube. I mean, I record it and then I put it on YouTube because I didn't want to pay for hosting fees. Because I thought everywhere you had to have hosting fees. Mm -hmm. And so it just sort of sat there. And so once I learned that there was Anchor and I wouldn't have to pay hosting fees, because I looked at it for Spreaker when I was bringing it on. Um, I had it for a very short while on Spreaker before I dumped it all and brought it all on over to Anchor. Um, I mean, what it would have cost to renew with, because at the time I had I don't know, over 250 episodes or somewhere in there. Um, and I mean, that's a lot of, mm -hmm. that's a lot of storage there to have that, to be able to keep that on their files and um, in their, you know, uh, on their yeah. servers. And so that price would have gone up. So I brought it on over to uh, speaker not speaker onto anchor which is now spotify uh it just it just changed it within the last couple of weeks um and yeah i mean I, why why pay for it if you don't need to if you're using what something where it's the you know everything kind of combined there's uh i think it's called Streamyard that some people use where you get, get the video calls plus the mm -hmm. the hosting um, you can do it. That's, that's a different thing, but I mean, if you're getting zoom, uh, it's good to just, I'd go with that. I'd switch your stuff over if I were you. Awesome. Thank you. Just, yeah, just, uh, 
don't know. If you want to, you can. If you don't want to. No, that's awesome. I will definitely to, look into it. That's why yeah. I love, I always love coordinating with people and connecting with people because I feel like I always learn something. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, like podcasting has been, it's in it's a, it's a tough thing too. Um, with, so I, I kind of want to go into this with, with both this, with both podcasting and you, you wrote a book. Uh, where are you with chat GPT and the, the present day? I think it's fun to play with. I think it's going to be an amazing tool. I think it's just a way to speed up what we're doing. I hope that it doesn't take away individuality and I don't think it will as long as people use it correctly. But what about you? How's it going for you with that, using that? Well, I mean, I've definitely looked at it a, a few different ways because I've seen it where I've taken 10-year-old jokes and I say, write me 10 new punchlines for these old jokes. And then six of them are funnier than what I wrote before. And <laughs> it's kind of, it's, it's frustrating. And, and, you know, or, you know, uh, uh, all my music that I've done that I make is all analog based and I have a zillion different things and it takes me a while to write a track or, you know, set up for my, the track that I want to make. Yes. And then I can say, Hey, make a, uh, two and a half minute song with a 78 BPM, uh, sort of a, in the style of that's awesome. the, the Beastie Boys or something. And I can, with, uh, yeah, and pop it out in a minute. And, uh, but then also on here, when I, yeah, when I write my show notes, I use it for, cause I don't know SEO very well. And mm -hmm. it's nice being able to have that and be able to, get those keywords in there and um you know that that kind of thing i like using it but yeah i mean it's and yeah i, I you know scripts and stuff that i've written uh um 10 minute plays i've written uh you know short stories books can do it all i mean you can have the ai do it in a matter of a few minutes i i had it right i was said i go i go swimming a lot and I said, uh, write me a book, a children's book about teaching kids not to pee in the pool. And, <laughs> uh, and I mean, it popped it out and it was great. And it, it's insane. You know, I, I can, yeah, put that in and then have it make these pictures. I'm a terrible artist and I could have it make the pictures for so every page crazy. and have it all done. And um, I just, yeah, I, I feel bad. I don't know. I, I can't bring myself to publish it. I mean, it's, I don't feel like it's mine, but there's been a lot of people doing that now. And I feel like I should because it's there and it exists in the world, but. You can put I your mean, creativity yeah. with it, throw in a few of your jokes, you know, make it yours. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, it was, I mean, no, no one else had the thought to, you had to put the prompt in there That's to right. make a story about uh, teaching kids not to pee in the pool. Um, That's right. But, I think it's yeah. a great, I think everybody should read that and the adults too. <laughs> yeah, I, I think so too. I, I have. That's awesome. Yeah. But, uh, you know, there, there's never a line at the, in the bathroom at the pool. That's so, right. Uh, <laughs> um, but so, okay. So you have your book, you have your podcast, you have your affiliate marketing and your coaching. And so how do I mean, is it all, is it all kind of a sales funnel into something or is it, I mean, do they all, do they all connect somehow to do a certain task or, um, you know, create a certain opportunity for someone or how does that work? I think it's just different buckets of creating those different opportunities for people. Rather, somebody's looking to partner with a health and wellness company you know, or maybe that side money, or maybe it's bigger money, then I think that's a great opportunity. Um, I feel like a lot of people, my coaching clients outside of Arbonne comes from where people are already feeling successful at some level, like maybe they're at some level in their career, but, it, and I think people feel guilt over this and they shouldn't, but it's like, they're not content or they're not fulfilled. 
And it's because, you know, a lot of times people are like, well, I already have the house or the car or like, what else am I needing? Or people say to them, like, why do you keep going? And a lot of it is because they follow their passions or they're afraid to like make the jump. So maybe they're like, let's say a therapist working for an agency and they really want to go out on their own, but it's that next step of like entrepreneurship or scary to just kind of step out into the unknown. And to me, it's that tools of just helping people bridge over to like follow that next passion of theirs. So I love helping people do that. And it's just really meeting people's needs. I also love working with teams. It could be a team of people that are just wanting to kind of level up. And so to me, it's just meeting people's needs of where they're at. And rather to me, my message about living your life alive, rather it's through the book or through the podcast or through coaching or through finding a vehicle to where, you know, you can absolutely live the life. You know, it, it sounds cheesy, but you can live the life of your dreams, which is what I've created and living your life of your dreams does not mean every day is dreamy. It just means I've created a life that I've designed and which is great. But then at the end of the day, you also have to look in the mirror. Like I designed today. Like, did I like it? Did I not? What can I change? And then, you know, I have to work, right? Like I can't just sit yeah. there. So to me, it's really meeting people's needs and that. And so rather that those buckets are from me speaking or from the book or from the podcast or whatever it is, I'm just really passionate about helping people live their life alive. And what I see holds people back a lot is mental toughness. And we don't talk a lot about that. I think as boys, you're raised to be tough and girls are raised not to be tough, but we're not really taught about how to be mentally strong. And I think for us to really chase those passions or for us to really do what we want to do, you kind of have to be mentally tough, right? Because you're going to get beat down a lot and nobody sets you up like that. Like, okay, you're going to open a podcast. Yay. You don't realize that like people are going to either, you know, you're going to have those naysayers. You're going to have people to comment. You're going to have bad reviews, whatever it may be in any of what we do. It's just, what, what do we do to keep going? You know, what keeps you going when you wake up? You're like, I just don't want to do this today. So it's just a lot of that mental toughness is learning those tools to keep going. So what do you do when that happens? When, when you, when you reach that, that point of thinking, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm ready to hang up my boots and call it a day. Well, I've never felt like I don't want to do it anymore. I feel like, is, why is it taking so long? Or I should be further, or maybe I'm on the wrong track. It's always like, you know, you second guess things. And to me, I've always had to close the back door because I feel like when people leave the back door open, they're always like in, out, in, out. And then that's just bad energy in whatever you're trying to start. But when you yeah. close that back door and say, look, I'm in and I am, I'm in no matter what, like I can keep getting beat up, but I'm in, I'm just going to wake up the next day. And my mom always taught me the next day is a brand new day. Like it's over and you get to start again. So you just wake up and you just do the next right thing. And it can be the smallest thing. Like you feel like I've been doing this over and over and you do one email and boom, it pops. You know, to me, it's like that bag of popcorn in the microwave where you hear like nothing, nothing, nothing. And then you hear that little pop and you're like, oh my gosh, I know. Like, I knew this was going to be awesome. I knew this was going to work. And then nothing again. You're like, that must've been a dream, you know? And so you just yeah. keep going. And so to me, th that's the biggest thing. But the other thing is what goes into my brain daily, by the time I wake up and put my feet on the ground, I'm thinking negative thoughts like that fast. I don't even have to like have my tea first. Like I'm thinking negative thoughts. So I don't even need the outside world um, throwing negative stuff at me, which, you know, by the time you pick up your phone, you're like getting more negative information, but I'm doing it to myself. Right. Where like the self-talk is just going straight downhill. So I am very, very aware of my thoughts because a lot of times people don't think about what they're thinking about. And I'm very cautious of what's going in my ears and my eyes. So it could just literally be a 10 minute YouTube video in the morning. That's like, you're amazing, you know, or it's self-affirmations. It's reading that book and um, reading a story of somebody else that inspires me, plug it into people's podcasts that inspire me just because I love waking up to hear your voice and what you're doing and your next guest that you're bringing on. So a lot of times it's just plug it in and knowing I'm going to think negative and I'm going to, I know I'm not going to feel like doing some things today. I'm going to do them anyway. Just do it. I mean, it's, it's the best it's the best sentence in the universe. And obviously Nike got it, but it's just huh. do it. You just keep doing it. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's one thing I, I have, uh, three people in my family work for Nike. So I, uh, I was like, yeah, 
I, I could have gone that path very easily. And um, I mean, it wouldn't have been, it wouldn't have been right for me. I wouldn't have been where I am right now. I would have. That's right. You know, it, it could have been very easy to just go that path and just be like, I'll be the fourth person, fourth person in my family to work at That's Nike. Right. And uh, I'm like, eh, I'm, I'm good. But, good you know, you. It, You're doing your yeah. own path, you know, yeah. doing, it, following your own path. Yeah, it's good for them. It's good for them. And it worked out for them. And um, wait, it's hard taking not... your own path, you know, you know, I'd have been the fourth. I had three people, uh, my my mom. Yeah, my mom, my sister, no, fifth person, my mom, my sister and my two brothers all worked at Nike. Wow. And so, yeah, it was just me and my dad that didn't didn't work at Nike. Um, but yeah, I don't to, know. It's, it's hard to stay on your own path, you know, but yeah. you did it. You got, you got to stay on your own path. And um, it's real easy to just say, well, go back to what's easy. Go back to what, what I know. Why, yeah. why, why try to do this? And you do this because you, you get to, to days like today and you just, this is what I'm doing. I'm, I got, you know, three different episodes I'm recording today and, you know, get to, you know, have people on like yourself that get to go and tell, tell their story and what, um, cause I mean, I have people, you know, I don't know. Cause I, I reached out to people every once in a while, I'll reach out to people. Um, I don't go online too often as far as social media, like my social media is, um, everything is unfollowed. Um, everyone is unfollowed. All I see is what is for sale around me mm -hmm. and um and stuff about uh mike judge stuff like beavis and butthead and king of the hill and stuff of that nature those are the only two things i see online when i go on but now it's every once in a while i'll go into podcast booking groups and you know see if i can get some people if i'm not feeling like you know, that, I mean, that, that sometimes I feel like as much reaching out as I would like to do. But I mean, I have people that, you know, reach out to me and I'm I, it's not going to be good for my audience. What you're I mean, yeah. I, I ask everyone, like, you know, what are you trying to convey? What What is it that mm -hmm. it's, it's not about what whoever my guest is, whatever their um they're doing because they might be doing something I really like, but it matters what what my guests can get out of it. And I hope it's something that my guests can get something different right. from each person that I bring on onto the show, you know, every day to have something that they can learn. Unless, or... I talk about this too, but I'm just curious because I feel like when people are on social media, they feel like they have to be on social media. And a lot of people don't even realize that you can set notifications to unfollow or you know, that you only see certain things. It's like having uh -huh. cable or whatever and realizing you don't have to watch every channel. But for you, why did you unfollow? Why are you selective in what you see? Um, well, so I don't know. It got I was already kind of doing that, but once uh I mean really once once COVID hit and everything with that started going. I was just like, I don't care. I don't, I don't care anyone's opinion about what, whatever they think about whatever. And there was, everyone was kind of just, there was nothing good coming from it, from, from any, any point of view from anyone, anyone was saying. And then I just thought, you know, like, and then, um, and a lot of stuff at, at that same time, when, once COVID had, there was a lot of other things that started happening that became more and more polarizing yes. between uh between us as as people and i mean and in the cancel culture it's good you just didn't cancel and, one side you just canceled it all and i canceled it all yeah, yeah that's what i think's powerful in our minds and it's something i talk a lot about about living your life alive is that you have to ask every day is this serving me? So I could tell you the best morning routine and you try to implement it and you're like, I don't know, that does not feel good. But it's the same right. thing with social media. Every time I pick up my phone, 
pay attention. What, what am I feeling? Am I feeling inspired? Am I feeling like I'm not enough? Am I feeling like, oh my gosh, the world's coming to an end and I can't do anything about it? Am I feeling out of control? Am I feeling depressed? But people just constantly just keep throwing stuff into their brains and their eyes and, you know, through their eyes and their ears. And they're not stopping to say, you know what? I don't like this. You don't have to make yourself like it. You just have to turn off the notifications. And it's that simple. My mm-hmm. husband and I both did this this week because you know, it's, I think it's a slippery slope or it's like down the rabbit hole. I call it that. I'm just going to watch this one show. And then, you know, you're 10 episodes in and you don't even like the show. Like how much of a waste of a life is that? But also for, for him, it's like political shows. And then all of a sudden you're diving deep into these political shows. And all of a sudden your brain is thinking things it's never thought before. And you're way on one side or way on the other side, or all of a sudden it just sets you apart from other people and other humans. And I thought, okay, fine. Let's say you want to do that. Let's say you choose that. Is it serving your life though? And to me, it's like, it it doesn't matter so much what we think or if we're right or wrong. It's like, is it serving me? So whatever I'm doing, I want to make sure that is serving me so I can serve better because if it's not serving me, I'm not going to be able to serve better. I'm going to not feel great. And I think it's so hard. I don't know why it's so hard for people to turn off the noise, but I remember when I had kids in high school, And they're like, we got off social media. And I was like, really? Why? They're like, because it's awful. Like there's nothing good about it. And I was thinking, oh no, I like this. And I like that part. Do what you like, like follow the people you like, interact with the people you like. That's what it's, you know, supposedly there for. I mean, you and I connected through social media. There's so many pluses to it, but just pay attention to how it makes you feel like turn on some good music and walk around the house and see how that makes you feel, you know, just do different things. But every time I'm on my phone, I finally put some apps that like our brain exercises. And so every time I grab my phone, instead of going to Instagram and throwing, I, I'm like, Hmm, I'm gonna do a little brain activity. And all of a sudden I feel great. I know I'm growing my brain. It's a muscle. And I know as we age, you know, I need to huh. focus on these things. So I actually feel like, look at me. I did this little app today. You know, like it makes me feel good. I don't know if it's helping my brain or not, but I know it's not hurting it, you know? Yeah. And so- it's, it's taking you away from you're doing something that's not I mean, social media can become mindless very quickly, as can reading the news. Um, yes. I mean, I, I, okay, one of my podcasts is uh, about current events, and the kind of the gimmick about it is like, I don't like I don't look at any news. I I it's doesn't it's not going to do me any good either way if I look at it or if I you know. What am I going to benefit from looking at the news and seeing what kind of stuff's going on? It's not going to change my life. How I'm going to be out hustling every day, regardless. It's going to take right. time away from what I'm doing. And so I just gave up. So it's kind of my friend, he'll go and uh, or co-host, he'll, you know, talk about whatever it is. I'll give my two cents about it, but I don't, I don't have that. I was also, you know, buying into the news or whatever's going on. Like, you know, people tell me all the stuff's going on. Okay, sure. Great. What? Okay. How's that going to, how's, how's that, what's that doing? Why, how's that affecting you? How's, how's that affecting me? I mean, what there's, there's stuff happening, but I mean, it's not going to change what's going to go on in my day-to-day life. So I just, and I think day-to-day is the big thing is that of course things do affect us and I don't want to have my head totally in the sand, but number one, how much can I control? A lot of it, you know, I I can't change it. I'd like to like wave a magic wand or I'd like to be powerful, but I'm not. So what can I, you know, in the big picture, but what can I do today to make a difference in my own life and other people around me? And I just think that's so important. And I saw this guy on TikTok and it's so funny to see how fast social media changes. We all know the news is, you know, biased. So we all know this, it's not regulated, you know, it's, it's a form of entertainment now, but we do like current events. And a lot of times to me, the current events, rather it's local or just a fun, weird story, or maybe a horrible story, but we don't get it on the normal news. And so I love current events. Well, TikTok is paying creators big money just to talk about those current events and tell the story because I will hold on to, you know, minutes long of TikTok because the story is interesting. It's a story that I remember as a kid getting on the news channel, you know, and I like those current events and it's fun to hear different stories you know, rather they're entertaining or, um, for whatever reason, but it's amazing that all of us want those current events. We just don't want the news because it's not the same anymore. Right. 
Yeah, it's not all coming down through the Associated Press where it becomes yes. say, saying the exact same thing, but just for a different... I mean, they're all getting the exact same scripts. And they're just, you know, once they, whatever news uh, outlet they have puts their own spin on it, uh, which is, you know, kind of basically the same thing. But it, I mean, yeah, it's, in TikTok, I think that was one of the reasons why they've been trying to get rid of TikTok because mm -hmm. there's so many people giving independent stories of what's going on um, with the uh with all the train derailments and all that stuff and there was that big thing in uh northeastern ohio there were people mm -hmm. in massachusetts and connecticut that were you know putting videos of all this weird film you know rain stuff on their on their cars and i mean that's not something that you would see on the news but you got you know people doing tiktok uh, so you're older than 40. What, uh, so that's, that's what you like. Do you produce videos on TikTok? I, I, I ask this question when people who are over 40, uh, talk about TikTok. I like to, like to know what they put out. Um, cause. Oh, mine is, I mean, I don't like video, but, um, mine's all to my TikToks all over the place from like something that I learned on TikTok. And I actually loved TikTok during lockdown because people got so creative and so fun. If you stayed away from the political side or, you know, if it's right or wrong or who's doing right or wrong, but you just stayed in it. I mean, people went stayed home. Number one, they were creative with businesses and so many awesome things that I think needed to come out of humans for us came out of that time period. And I just, I mean, I would, I don't really laugh out loud a whole lot. And I definitely don't cry when I laugh, I would cry laugh at some of these. And I just miss that time of TikTok because now, you know, once in a while I'll laugh or once in a while I see something funny, but you know, once in a while it's a message or something, but I'm kind of all over rather it's just something fun or a little yeah. tiny piece of information I want to get out in a fun way. But, um, you know, I don't, I don't put, throw a lot on there. Sometimes I, I threw my second video on of my dad jumping off this boat we were on and he's 71 years old when he jumped off and it went nuts. And so it was just fun to watch that. But my other fun thing that I love about, um, TikTok is that it's not so much the video or whatever happened. It's the comments. Sometimes the comments are better than the videos. And so I'll just catch something or a friend will send it to me because they think it's funny. But to me, I just, I, I try to keep that real light, you know, it's just yeah. a fun time, but you know, people just go down that rabbit hole of all of a sudden it's negative again. So yeah, and I mean, it was weird with that thing. I had uh, a few friends that just kind of really blew up from TikTok during the the pandemic, mm -hmm. and it was weird just watching watching that happen. And um, I mean, because it was just it's something so different than what we've ever done to, you know, go viral or or whatever, and you know, have um, and I mean, it's changed up with the YouTube Shorts and. Uh, the only mm -hmm. thing about TikTok it is it doesn't really it doesn't really pay like it should. Right. I mean, uh, which sucks for compared whoever. to YouTube. Yes. Yeah, you get those YouTube Shorts, and I mean those. Uh, I mean, but a lot of people are just kind of repurposing both to be able to do both. But um, I mean, with TikTok has just been been great, and just being able to, you know, see, yeah, see so many people get so creative, and there were so many people during covid that just shut down mm -hmm. and i mean what like covid hit that was i mean whatever uh i don't this is not gonna sound good but i mean covid was like as far as business covid was the best thing that's happened to me it was the best um, thing that happened to me in a lot in a lot of different ways and a lot of and i i know covid has been horrible for a lot of people and so i don't want to um, not recognize that, but I, I just think because people were creative and because people had more time to do different things. I mean, I I've had people obviously through my health and wellness company, health coaching, watching people like for the very first time in their life, they were able to take time to take care of themselves, like actually pay attention to their bodies and meal prep and learn about nutrients and learn about what was affecting their bodies all the way to like, I have a business idea and people just jumped on it and just ran with it. It was so much fun. And you know, going back to social media, it's how so many of us did stay connected during COVID. 
and you know, rather people have an opinion about TikTok and the Chinese owning it. What I have a friend who is actually an instructor at a college on Maui. And he asked his students, like, what if there's one course that I could teach you about media, what would it be? And he said, he's um, been a Hollywood producer forever. And they said, if you could just teach us what's real or not. And I thought, oh my gosh, that's crazy. These 19, 20, 21 year olds, they can't tell what's real. And then I'm like, why would I think that they can't, if I'm looking at TikTok video and I'm watching something about a train and somebody's like messing with the videos. How do I know that? You know, and how do I know the media that I am being fed is it, it real or not real? Like, so it's so hard for any of us. And then my husband was showing um, the kids how these ghost shows, he loves watching these ghost shows. So he was showing these kids, you know, something moved in the kitchen or whatever. And the kids are like, this is the stupidest thing, dad, this isn't real. Like they don't believe anything is real because they can't tell what's real or not. So they just, nothing's real. And I was like, yeah. see, it's hard for any of us to tell what's real or not. And especially now with every, like we were talking earlier about, um, ChatGPT and I mean, how much stuff has been being released in the last, uh, even since November, um, last what, four months. Uh, so when ChatGPT kind of got huge in November, um, in like a two week span, uh, they got so far, like it exponentially grew in what it could do capability wise so far that, I mean, they've already is way past anything we can comprehend as far as video and yes. uh, audio and everything else. I mean, they, they had to scale it back to only be able to allow us to use just a certain part of it uh because it's i mean it's too powerful and then yeah i mean that, that's a whole different different thing with that being able to tell what's real and uh what how how we'll be able to tell what's real and i mean it's real easy to you know and then deep fake anything or you know the uh make make you sound like you're saying something make you look like you're doing something you were somewhere and I mean, yeah, a lot of people are skeptical, but uh, when you see all of it, how do you know what's real and what's not real? And it's real easy to put in something, some big story that's happening and just have everyone think, oh, it's just fake. It's just fake. There's no way this happens. It's probably just fake. It's real easy to throw that in there too. Absolutely. You know? So crazy so, to think that. Well, and that's why I think people are really craving authenticity. Rather, it's just a video, rather you're goofball, rather, you know, whatever you're doing is that people are craving that more than ever. Yeah. And because everything I mean, used to be fake. It used to be Hollywood. We watch everything. Then reality TV show came along. We're like, that's real. Like you, you just follow people around in their lives and that's crazy. And then all of a sudden that got skewed. And then like, we're now we're here with social media. So. Yeah. And so I don't know, where do we go from here? What, what do we do? Um, or else, I mean, where do you go? I, what, how do you, how do you capitalize on that? If you, if this is you right now and you have that information and those products, what do you do to do the best you can do for it to make the best out of what you have there? I think that it's changing so fast. Just like you said, like look from November to where we're at now, it, it's to me, it's like, you have to set time aside just to keep up learning, which is, I think a great thing is then you never arrive. You know, we never get bored with what we're doing. Look, I learned something from you today about podcasts and we're constantly learning. And, um, I think that we have to set that time aside to be able to learn. And if you're not, you're just going to get kind of left behind because somebody's figuring it out. Somebody's spending that time learning. And if I'm like, well, I've always done it this way, then you're going to be left behind because you're not yeah. evolving. What used to work in my business doesn't necessarily work anymore. And so we have to figure out how to serve people in a different way or what, whether it's a business thing or rather it's um, serving people, whatever it may be, is that we have to figure out, um, set that time away from education. And I'm the first person, like, I don't want to learn this, especially with tech stuff. I hate it. And so I think you'd have to like hire somebody to learn it and tell you, or you have to spend the 10 minutes a day, like just sit for 10 minutes and learn it because it's, I don't like it. But yeah. it's, it's there. So, and it's tools. Like once somebody shows it to me and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is an awesome tool. Then I all of a sudden really like it, right? Yeah. And that, that's a good thing. That's going to help out you and that can help out someone else who might not know that you can teach them. 
And yes. so if people want to learn from you, how are they going to reach out to you? I guess um, that's, that's a real my, question. Yeah. Yeah. The best way is my website, autumnshields.com, or okay. you can, uh, it goes to the nudges.com. And um, on there, there's actually a quiz that you can take. It's a free quiz on, are you living your life fully alive? And there's also a free guide. If you're not a quiz person, but you just want to download a guide and just kind of spend some time with yourself and really take inventory about where you're at and where you want to go. I think it's always just a healthy thing to do for people, but my podcast is there upcoming events, retreats, lots of fun stuff, some free tools on there just to help you live your life fully alive and hopefully provide some tools to help you do that along the way. I just think it's great that we're all humans. And if we can help each other along the way and fast forward where you want to go, that's what it's about. Yeah. I like that very much. Well, hey, thank you so much for uh, being here and letting everybody thank get you, to Rusty, hear for what... your time and your yeah. shows and everything that you do. And I've, I'm a big believer in hypnosis. I know it's a different show, but um, I've actually used that for myself personally and in business to forward where I'm at. So Let, let's, let's cover that real quick. Uh, okay. Just for, for a second. Okay. So, uh, so what'd you, what'd you do hypnosis for? Um, I was actually in a networking group in Hawaii and um, met a hypnotherapist who talks about just solutions for your own life, you know, creating those solutions. And so rather it's something that holds you back specifically. And so I've used it both personally, like letting go of rather it's a time period or person in my life that just like, I couldn't feel like I could shake. Um, so that just helped a lot being able to move forward and just kind of do that done, yep. you know, be able to step into it. And then also in business, I've done it to where I feel like I've gotten stuck. Rather, I don't see maybe value or worth, rather it's in myself or um, my work as just kind of to pay attention to like the truth and not, you know, the lies of that negativity and just, and it's interesting when you start obviously studying hypnosis or studying the brain is that our brain is like tilted that way. You know, there's nothing wrong with you because it's a fight or, you know, fight or flight thing. That's how our brains have been wired for so many years of like, I need to know if there's danger. I need to know what to do about that. And so my brain is always looking for that bad, right? So it's like waking up and looking for that bad instead of looking for that good. And right. so I'd, I'd much rather think about, I'm going to go out and like find great strawberries to eat today versus, oh, the um, lion is you know coming to hurt me or kill me. And so it's just yeah. basic how our brains have worked over hundreds of years. And so I think hypnosis is fascinating in that sense of learning, you know, where our brains have evolved and where we can, I mean, I'm all for tools. I keep saying that I'm all for tools and if hypnosis can be used as a tool, why not use it? And I didn't believe that I was like, I I could never be hypnotized. And then my friend, she ended up being a really good friend who's a hypnotherapist. She showed me very quickly how easy it is (laughs) to be hypnotized. And I was like, all right, I'm, I'm game. So. Yeah. And you see how easily hypnotized you are every day. Exactly. You you drive around how many times you're driving around and you, all of a sudden you drive around for, I mean, you lived in Colorado uh, how many times are you driving through Colorado? All of a sudden you have driven 45 minutes and you don't know where yeah. their 45 minutes was. I don't know. I don't know. A hypnosis right there. Everyday life so watching. Yeah. Watching TV, listening to music and hypnosis. Um, yeah. So thank you so much again. Uh, happy to talk with you and I will yeah, get this up for you here in an hour or so. And you can, yeah, hopefully. Uh, I know, I know my, uh, my listeners are going to love it. So yeah. And I, I thanks. hope that thanks Rusty. And get, shout out to yeah. all your listeners for plugging in to learn more from other people. Beautiful. Well, all right. And that is the show, man.